Burns and Gambo. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Big Red Reacts, a staple of our Big Red Monday coverage here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's relive Skip right to the second game. half. Let's <laughs> no, just skip right to the second no, half. No, we can't You want to relive that. something in the first half? Sure, I want to relive right. a couple things in the first All half. All right, go ahead. Like after the Cardinals go three and out and the Cardinals... Cardinals went three and out in the first half? Surprising, right? A couple times, Shocking. as a matter of fact. Panthers then on the fourth down stuffed by Zayvon Collins and other. The Cardinals get the ball back. They decide to go for it on fourth down and the Jets sweep to Rondale Moore play. Yeah, not so much. Murray takes the snap. It's a Jet sweep and Rondale Moore is tackled in the backfield for a loss by Burns at the 20-yard line. He read that all the way. It ends up being a loss of six on fourth and one, and the Cardinals again fail to come up with any points in the first quarter at the 728 mark. It's almost like somebody told Burns where he was in the Cardinals huddle. He knew what was going to happen. It's almost like that. And there was nowhere to go. Like, you want to talk about a play being blown up? That's the poster child for a pa- for a play being blown up. Yeah. Uh, another Panthers punt, another Cardinals three and out. The first quarter ends. No points for the Cardinals. Fourth straight game to start the season. Starting the second quarter of the game, things went from bad to worse for the Cardinals offense as Kyler Murray looking for Hollywood Brown. He doesn't find him. Instead, he finds Frankie Louvu. Shotgun snap. Murray back to throw. Looking over the middle. Pumps. Now throws left. Picked off at the 30-yard line by Louvu. Far side of the 20. At the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. A pick six. And the Panthers are on the board first with 12-13 to go in the opening quarter. Of course they are on the board first because that's what the Cardinals do. Third and six from the 31. Looking for Hollywood Brown. Luvu picks it off, goes down the sideline for the score, and Carolina gets the early lead. Yep, and then on the next possession for the Cardinals, it went from even bad to worse, if that was possible. Another fourth down attempt. For some reason, the Cardinals are lined up in the shotgun, and then disaster. They bring a tight end motion. The snap goes over Murray's head. It's loose back at the 25. Kyler picks it up at the 20. Now throws far side incomplete. Incomplete. The Panthers take over on downs. Terrible, disastrous play. The snap goes five yards over the head of Kyler Murray. That's two failed fourth down conversions. I'm going to rant here for a second. Go. It shouldn't even have been that. But they had a third and six, and they threw a five-yard pass. Like, this is like, it was third and six. You throw a five-yard pass. Like, get the first down. Like, get a six run. Call a plate at six, seven, eight yards. Don't call a plate. It's five yards. They did that so many times yesterday. It's stop. Stop. You know how many yards you need to get for a first down? Make sure the guy runs around. And which, if he catches the ball, it's a first down. Yeah. Next possession of the Panthers off of uh, that getting the ball back on the downs. They would fumble. Uh, ben Neiman recovers. And it would lead to the Cardinals getting their first points of the game, a 33-yard field goal by Matt Prater. So now the Cardinals are down 7-3. And then speaking of the turnovers, your first interception of the season by the Cardinals. Courtesy of one Jalen Thompson. Shotgun snap, four-man rush, straight drop back. Mayfield looks deep, throws left side, more behind him, tip, and picked off by Jalen Thompson at the 19-yard line and tackled there. The throw was behind Moore. He hit it with his hand into the arms of Jalen Thompson and a takeaway with a minute five remaining in the first half. That was an absolutely terrible throw. That throw was so far behind Moore. I'm not surprised it got picked off, but that, that's how you're going to get them if you're the Cardinals. But they finally get it. They finally get the interception, Jalen, and it gives the uh, gives the Cardinals, the, you know, 
the ball back as uh, you know as Carolina was driving a little bit. They had gotten a few first downs on there, so that was a big play in the game. Cardinals go three and out though on the ensuing possession. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that, but, yes, the, <laughs> but it did stop the Carolina, did stop did. Carolina from scoring. And the Panthers would add a 54-yard field goal before halftime, so now they lead 10-3. Totally different game in the second half. First possession of the second half for the Panthers, and Zach Allen makes Baker Mayfield feel him. Takes the snap, blitz coming. Mayfield in trouble, steps up, hit, and sacked by Zach Allen back at the 20-yard line. Allen with a couple of big plays here today, and the Cardinals force a three and out to start the second half. Great start. Great start to the game. You get them to punt. That was a nine-yard loss, so, you know, you're that, a terrific play by Allen, who is continuing, continuously playing well. On the next possession, after the Cardinals get the ball, after a big, huge defensive pass interference call that Hollywood Brown drew, it led to this third and goal touchdown pass to Zach Ertz and a tie ball game. Snap to Murray. Drops back to pass. Has time. Fires left side. Caught for a touchdown, Zach Ertz. And the Cardinals with a chance to tie the game with 7.42 left in the third. The Cardinals with an excellent drive that started deep in their own end. I love the pass interference with Hollywood Brown. You go down the field to Hollywood Brown, and you get to the end zone. C.J. Henderson interferes. You get the ball first and goal at the six-yard line. What I also liked on the touchdown, I saw a little motion there. Hollywood Brown in Hollywood Brown in motion yeah. on that touchdown. So, the good, you know, actually good play design right there by Clark. He was wide open, too, if they wanted to go there as well. Panthers get the ball back. They try a fake punt, but they end up botching it. Johnny Hacker trying to make a throw, so they end up punting the ball. Cardinals get the ball back, and this is where they go on that very long, very frustrating, the Will Hernandez drive, if that's what you want to call Takes it. Takes the snap, gives to Connor, off the right side. Connor down to the eight-yard line, grabbed there, and forward progress finally is blown dead, and then James Connor thrown down in a flag. Three flags come in, then Lubu gets pushed. Kelvin Beecham, Will Hernandez both come in. Derek Brown then took a shot at Will Hernandez, but it all started with Lubu throwing James Conner to the ground. There are two fouls on the play. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, defense, number 49. Personal foul, offense, number 76. That's a foul against an official for hitting an official in the back. Number six, 76 is disqualified oh from the goodness. game. Come on, these officials have that tough just barely, barely brushed up against the official. That was the drive. Barely brushed up against them. That, of course, also featured Cliff and Kyler barking at each other a little bit. A timeout that they needed to call because the play clock was running out. It all ended well in this regard. Matt Prater from 39 yards. And for the first time this season, the Cardinals led the game in regulation. It'll be a 39-yard field goal attempt for Prater from the far hash mark. With the game tied at 10, 11 and a half to go. Here in the fourth quarter, Prater is ready. Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. Don't normally play field goals during big red reacts. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, it's usually not our thing, right. but when it's your first lead in regulation all year, we kind of thought we, we had to play the Prater field yeah. goal. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought we would be playing an Eno Benjamin field goal at some point during this game. Well, we might. You know, I thought we were going to get that at some point, but we, had, we got the Eno Benjamin kickoff. We didn't get the Eno Benjamin field goal. No, the Eno Benjamin. And they said he couldn't play special teams. Yeah, the Eno Benjamin. Benjamin kickoff and then subsequent tackle after he makes the kick.
kicked oh off. Oh, my God. Yeah, was, that was, guy. One of the highlights of the day, he just absolutely stoned that dude after he kicked the ball. The Panthers get the ball back, and then things happen real quick after that. Panthers get the ball back, and then J.J. Watt and Dennis Gardeck happen. Snap to Mayfield. Quick throw right side. Deflected. Picked off. It was tipped on the far side and intercepted by Gardeck at the 20, inside the 10, and out of bounds, inside the 5, at the 1-yard line. Looked like J.J. Watt tipped it into the air. Gardeck picked it off and took it back to the 1. One of five tipped balls at the line of scrimmage. It was an incredible display. Just, you know, getting off of those offensive linemen blocks, being able to time it. You get that tip. Uh, great play. Gardeck's had a really good had a really good game yesterday. JJ sure Watt had a really good game. And they set the Cardinals up at the five yard line of Carolina. Yep, and it led to this from Kyler Murray. Takes the snap, turns, and he runs to the right side with Connor blocking. Murray is going to head to the end zone for six. Touchdown, Kyler Murray. Much more involved in the run game today. It pays off there. The Cardinals have a nine-point lead with the extra point pending after the pick by Gardeck. He put his hand up to celebrate at the nine-yard line. <laughs> he did knew. you see that? He, yeah, I did. He knew. He just He's like, yeah, no one's going to touch it's, me. I got yeah. it. Yeah. It was a nine-yard line. If you go look at that, he's like, I'm going in from the nine-yard line. Panthers get the ball back. They feel like they have to go forward on fourth down, down 20-10. to 10. Zach Allen, another terrific play during another terrific afternoon for him. Mayfield's going to throw better in the air again. Yeah, this time by Allen, and it's incomplete. Zach Allen got a hand up. The ball hits the ground incomplete. Cardinals take over on downs on the Panther 31, leading 20 to 10. I was just ready. I was waiting for somebody to just do the Dikembe Mutombo. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I think J.J. Watt did it no. once did yesterday. He? Did I think he J- do it? I think I saw J.J. Oh, Watt do the no, no, no thing. That. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. That's great. Pretty sure he did that it. That is so, great. The Cardinals get the ball back, and like I said, things happen real quick. One of the prettiest throws of the day yesterday in any NFL game. Came from Kyler to Hollywood Brown to really put this thing away. Snap to Murray. Gonna throw and it's a fade. Right side for Brown in the end zone. Brown hauls it in and it's a touchdown. What a catch by Hollywood. Does a snow angel on the ground in celebration after just a phenomenal catch for probably the dagger in this ballgame. Now I have it. I'm showing you this right here. I have the game film already on that play. So I already have the, the game film of that pass. And that is an absolute, to watch Stunning. it like that, to Stunning. watch it the way I'm showing you right now. Dropped it in a bucket, oh, and then the footwork man. by Hollywood Brown to stay in bounds during that. Is Amazing. that not a beautiful throw and catch? When you get to look at it on the game film, the, the way me and you are looking at it right now, that is, whoo, that is special. That's it, special play. 26 to 10 lead at that point. Carolina would get a garbage time touchdown from Christian McCaffrey, but the Cardinals would recover the ensuing onside kick, and they would go on to win by a score of 26 to 16 to improve to two and two on the season and that's your big red reaction when we come back we'll talk about the defining thing about yesterday's game no matter how many game balls you want to give out that defense deserves every single one of them after yesterday we'll talk about that next on the burns and gambo show Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Snap to Mayfield. Quick throw right side. Deflected. Picked off. 
It was tipped on the far side and intercepted by Gardeck at the 20, inside the 10, and out of bounds, inside the 5, at the 1-yard line. Looked like J.J. Watt tipped it into the air. Gardeck picked it off and took it back to the 1. If you haven't seen the video of it yet, every after every single win, the Cardinals always send out either as part of azcardinals.com or they tweet it out. The video of Cliff Kingsbury handing out the game balls in yes. the locker room after the game, right? Yep. And after yesterday's game, before he pulls out the piece of paper out of his back pocket and gives out the game balls to everybody, he said, before he said any of that stuff, quote, defense, you played your bleeping asses off today. Right. Before he handed out a single game ball, he was yeah. just like, he had to say it, and they did. And I'll tell you what. Vance I, Joseph. Vance Joseph. Vance I, Joseph. I, I tip my cap to you. He's a good coach. I thought I thought this defense, and they still he's might. We'll see. It's early in the season. But what he's been able to do with yeah. that defense. I know that was Carolina they played. I know that was Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield's terrible. But my God, they got after it yesterday Second defensively. half of the Raiders game, they did a good job. Okay, they shut down Devontae Adams. They shut down Cooper Cup. They shut down Christian McCaffrey yep. running the football. Vance Joseph is taking away certain... Well, now, listen, Kansas City was nothing you could do. Okay, first game of the season. Hadn't played together. Nobody played in the preseason. If you remember the cut, Vance Joseph even kind of alluded to that in one of his cuts after the Kansas City game. Maybe it was the preview of the Raiders game. Look, guys, we you know we didn't really play together. Like We didn't have any, any time. And that, that's not playing in the preseason. So that first game, those guys were definitely rusty. If they played Kansas City again, it would be better. They still wouldn't win, but it would be better. Vance has done a really good job. He has found a way you know, to get pressure, some pressure on the quarterback, not a lot, but tipping balls at the line of scrimmage, making plays that, you know, we haven't missed a whole lot of tackles. Zayvon Collins looks good. Gardak, JJ. There's a lot of guys that are playing well. You know, we talked about whether they would, that somebody would step up and have a really good season, you know, with, with, with Chandler gone. Because, look, Chandler hasn't done anything. And by the way, with the Raiders, either he's did the, you notice? By the way, that Russell Wilson is terrible. The, Russell Wilson is the guy he always sacks, right? You Remember sack that? Him. He, he, no sacks yesterday. Sack him. He's been a total bust in total Vegas bust. so far. Total bust. Total complete, unadulterated bust 100%, so far in Vegas. Hundred percent. Now you're not gonna, you know, you don't have anybody that's you know gonna be top ten in the NFL in sacks on this team, but they've got guys that are playing extremely well. And you know, you find you take Devontae, you find a way to take Devontae Adams, good for out of the game, good for you. Cooper Cup, good for you. Christian. McCaffrey, good for you. McCaffrey had some catches, but most of those, if we want to be honest, most of those were in the fourth quarter when they were behind. Yeah. So I think that Vance has done a great job. Now, you're right, Carolina stinks and Baker's terrible, but so far through four games, Vance Joseph has done a great job. I ran the numbers, and I don't want to bore anybody with numbers, so I'll try to keep it as easy and simple as I can. Over the last ten quarters this defense has played, and I'm including overtime in that too, so ten and a half, eleven quarters that this team has played. They're giving up defensively. The opposition is 6 for 23 on third downs. That's about 26%. They've given up 39 total points in 10 plus quarters. Okay? Okay. 10 quarters plus an overtime. So roughly 3 points a quarter, right? 4 points a quarter. They've given up 625 yards over those 10 quarters, which if you do the math, it equates to about 227 yards per game. That's fantastic. Tops in the league right there. And I I, I, I tell you, I should have known not to doubt Vance Joseph. I should have known that he would figure out a way to make it work. 
work as I really thought all season long. The defense was going to be the Achilles heel. Not bringing a knife they to a gunfight, right? They were bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. They just didn't have the personnel. But look at what else happened yesterday, too. And we'll get into J.J. and Gardak and Zach Allen because those guys all played great. Zavin Collins, hey, look who played 100% of the snaps yesterday. Yeah. Zavin Collins. Didn't he lead the team in tackles? He did. Hey, he got a game ball. He got one of the game balls. The team tackles. Isaiah Simmons was out on the field for about 85%. Now, a lot of that was because Nick Vigil got hurt early and yeah. left early, but Isaiah was out there, played. I, I looked at the PFF grade. It wasn't great, but he got the snaps, looks, and they played well, right? Yeah, I think Zabin's kind of figured it out. Like, I have this incredible talent, and I'm going to get the most out of this incredible talent. I would it's agree. Like, first of all, you he, can see it starting to align yeah. itself a little bit with yeah. him. Yeah, you know, don't think too much. Just play, read, react, and he's done a good job. Here's the thing about him. Man, he's coming at you. That's a, that's a, that's a big, fast human being. It's a load. He's coming at you. It doesn't matter. Like... It doesn't matter who you are. You could be Henry. You could be any running back out there. You've got a match against Zayvon Collins because he's big and he's strong and he's extremely fast. Zach Allen is the next Cardinal who needs to be extended. Yes. He is the next Arizona Cardinal that he's in the last year of his deal. He is the next Arizona Cardinal who needs to be extended, who needs that next contract. I think if he continues to play like this, that he's a guy that if he keeps this up, that he's going to get extended. They like him. He's playing well. Zavin and Zach Allen are playing great football right now. Both of those guys are playing great football. And, And listen... I don't know that if we would have come into the season, if I would have said which guy is going to make more of an impact, Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins. Based on what Isaiah did last year, I think we were ready to say Isaiah. Mm-hmm. You know, because Zayvon was still an unknown. But Zayvon's kind of figured it out, which, and let's be honest, like, you you need to figure it out after your second NFL training camp. Like, you need to kind of figure it out then. You're not a rookie anymore. You've got two camps under your belt. You've got experience. Like, you you need to figure it out at that time. Clearly, Zayvon Collins right now after four games looks like he's got to figure it out. And since we're talking about contracts, the three-year, $10 million contract Dennis Gardeck signed with the Cardinals is a steal. Steal. Isn't it amazing how he finds a way to contribute? Every game. He had three special teams tackles, too. Yeah. In addition yeah. to everything else he yeah. did yesterday uh, with, with, the, with just, the interception and the sack. He, he just He's... Everywhere. He just finds a way. Everywhere. Just finds a way to make a difference on the football field. He's kind of all over the place. He's just a, you know, he's just a, you know, kind of versatile player where he's kind of talented. You know, he can drop into coverage. He can rush guys. He can stop the run. He like, there's a lot of things that he could, he may not be great at any one thing. But he's good at a lot of things. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to, and you were right to kind of tap the brakes a little bit on Philly. I don't know how good they are. I don't know. We haven't played I, anybody. I did watch a lot of that game yesterday morning. Offensively, they look dynamic. I mean, that Miles Sanders was great, and A.J. Brown was great, and Jalen Hurts looked really good. So this defense will very much have its work cut out for them against an offense that can really run, and Jalen Hurts, like, he's fit into it very, very well. But I don't, I don't know how good they are. I don't know how good anybody is this early in the season. It's hard to know about anybody outside. I mean, even Buffalo yesterday, they were down 17 down, points against the back. Ravens. They had to barely come back in that well, game. Well, big interception by Lamar. Yeah. That really helped them. Yeah, that helped. Kansas City looked good last night. Philly looks like a good team. They look like a good offense. And if this defense really is playing at this high level, they'll have to apply that this week. Because I think Philly is going to be able to put some points on the board. I don't know why I'm thinking the Cardinals are going to win this game right now. 
Especially with the way they played yesterday in the first half. I shouldn't be thinking that way, but I just don't know. I don't know. We'll find out about Philly next week. Yep, it's a bold pick. Last chance to win tickets to see the Black Keys next Monday at Auction Pavilion for the Dropout Boogie Tour. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and to enter. I'm looking forward to that one myself, to be honest with yeah? you. Yeah? I'd like to I fly. got Blue Oyster Cult next week. <laughs> I do. I got a little Blue BOC next nice. week. Nice. Let's go. Uh, you've, you've seen, I've never seen the Black Keys in concert. I've, I know you've seen Blue Oyster Cult many, many, many times. The stats back it up. And once again, it was proven yesterday. When Kyler runs, the Cardinals win. It happens again. We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Here we go. Quick. Yeah. Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Takes the snap, turns, and he runs to the right side with Connor blocking. Murray is going to head to the end zone for six. Touchdown, Kyler Murray. Much more involved in the run game today. It pays off there. The Cardinals have a nine-point lead with the extra point pending after the pick by Gardak. Those words just got to hang in the air from Dave Pass, the voice of the Cardinals. Much more involved in the run game today. Like that. You want to update your stats now? I do. You want to update your stats I when do. Kyler runs? Now, there were a few kneel downs at the end of the game. Yes. There were a few kneel downs, but still, he ended up running the ball, you know, rushing the ball. It counts nine times or more. Yeah, he, he ended up carrying the ball 12 times, all right? Uh, but as you mentioned, three of them were kneel downs at the end. You take away the kneel downs, and Kyler Murray ran 29 yards on non nine non-kneel down attempts. Nine carries, 29 yards. Nothing fancy. Nothing special. Nothing that just goes, oh, wow, he was terrific running the football yesterday. He wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like, wow. But here are the numbers. When Kyler rushes at least nine times, the Cardinals are now 12-1. and one. <laughs> They're 12-1. and one okay. When he rushes nine times. All right. You know? And, and look, one of these days, one of these days, they're going to win a game when he rushes four times or less, even though they haven't yet. And one of these times, they're going to lose a game when he rushes nine times or more. Well, they did lose one. They've, they've lost one. They've already lost one. I've lost one. Look and see which one that is. Let me see which game that is. Hold on. I just pulled this up a second ago. Either, oh, oh, you know which one it was? Either way, the other way is that they're four, what, they're, they're 14 and 14. When it's when it's between five, five and, nine. and nine, I think. I believe you are correct. Right. I'm pulling it up. Hold on. Give me just a sec. I had it right here. There it is. They are when it's five to nine rushes. They're fourteen and fourteen. Do you know that Kyler Murray has made fifty starts in the NFL now? That was his fiftieth start in the NFL. He's got fifty starts that, under his belt. That feels yeah, kind of right. Like right? you know, you saw the, you get to the point like okay, you, like you will always learn and gain experience, but. Like, that's a pretty big number. 50 NFL starts for Kyler Murray. The one game they lost where he ran for more than nine times against the Miami Dolphins at home during 2020. Oh, my God, I remember that. You remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. That game, that, if I remember right, was right before the Bills game or right after the Bills game. One of the two. What did he run for in that game? He ran 11 times for 106 yards and a touchdown. What was the final score? They lost 34-31. Yeah. 
They lost. Uh, it was, they scored 31 points. They, but they scored 31 points. Wasn't on him at home. They lost and there was game. nobody there because it was the COVID year. But yeah, it wasn't on him. Wasn't his nope, fault. Wasn't his 31 fault. points. 31 he ran points. for 106 yards. So the, the, the question going forward now okay. is, and it, it seems like an obvious enough question, but let's ask it to have the conversation anyway. Nine times or more, they're 12 and one. Even though it's only 29 yards that he ran for yesterday, how much more evidence do they need to run? Kyler Moore during these games. I mean, does it at this point, do we really need to keep having this conversation about what he should do and how often he should run? No, I think a lot of it is that they just need to run more overall. And I don't think to me, my opinion is it's not just Kyler. I mean, you've got a good three headed monster running back with James Conner and, you know, Benjamin Darrell Williams. And the problem is, you know, you, you get behind in these football games and you feel like you got to throw it more. They haven't really played with the lead until this game. And it's a lot easier to run the ball. You're a lot more successful running the ball when you play with a lead. So I think that's the number one thing. The other thing is, if you could line Kyler up under center more often, well then you you know you're gonna you're gonna run the ball. So I you, you know you, you can run the ball more. So I, even if you're telling him, hey, we're gonna run the ball, I I think we've all talked about Kyler lining up less in the shotgun mm-hmm. and more under center. And you've got these backs, especially when you're trying to get a yard or two. You know you've got these big backs. You've I just think overall, I do think this should be more of a commitment to running the football and I understand that comes with getting the lead and playing closer and not playing from behind. So I don't necessarily put it all on hey, Kyler's got to run. I think the Cardinals just need to run That's more. a really good way of looking at it. Um, and I do think they do need to run ball, uh, run the ball more. And I do think they need to use the more varied approach when it comes to their running backs. I, 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 we talked about this earlier. I want to see more Eno. I, I mean, I know James Conner got the money. I know he got the contract. He got paid money that I thought was a little too pricey for James Conner, but whatever. I understand he's... I I, want to see more Eno. I want to see more Daryl Williams. I want to see more of a variety of running ball. I don't ever want to see fourth and one and Kyler's in the shotgun. Man, you got James Conner back there. You got Eno back. You got Kyler back there who can run the ball. Let's... let's, It's just too... It's still too cutesy sometimes with Cliff for my taste, right? It's still a little too gimmicky sometimes with Cliff. Man, you, you... just gave James Conner $8 million a year, right? Eno Benjamin's playing like his very life depends on running the football. Kyler Murray's very accomplished at running the ball. Do we really need to do the shotgun thing on fourth and one? It just It's too cutesy sometimes for its own good. You look at the first touchdown drive, there was a third and one. Kyler got two yards on the run. Okay, good. Okay, you want to see that, right? Okay. Now you can hand the ball to somebody else, but he got two yards. You look at the field goal that came after the uh, Hernandez got disqualified. Second and five. Kyler had a run of seven yards. Kyler on first and 15 had a 10-yard run. I mean, it is a big part of what they do is his ability to get some of those plays, to go get you 10 yards, go get you seven yards, get your first down when you, you know when you need it on a third down play. So he brings that element to the table. Yeah, you have to use it. It has to be a part of what they do. Some of it by design and some of it just by improvising. Cliff Kingsbury post-game with Paul Calvisi. Not a ton. Um, you know, I think two or three called ones and then he, he picked some great spots to uh, to take off and, and um, he's a good weapon when he does and we want to be smart and, and obviously you don't have your backup quarterback so it's a little dodgy when he's running like that but um, that's when, when he's at his best there's no question and, and we'll see how that continues. I'll tell you something else yeah. about yesterday too. I know statistically he had a better game last weekend. That was the Hollywood Brown game for me. He was 
awesome yesterday. Yeah, yeah there's awesome. no question. Yeah, yesterday. I, I, I love him. I mean, I really do. I, I, I really like him with Kyler. I really like him in this offense. I think there's going to be some big explosive plays that those guys are going to hit for sure. Uh, but he seems to be a very reliable pass catcher. Yep. Runs great routes. And that, I mean, just really good player. Man, you go look at what he's on pace for. He's on pace for like 125 catches for 1,400 yards. I'm glad you mentioned that because I pulled that up. Okay, here it is. Somebody ran the numbers. Marquise Brown's 17-game pace this season, 128 catches, 1,400 receiving yards, eight and a half touchdowns yeah. this year. That's the pace that he's on. Yeah, uh, and, yesterday, and I can't wait to see what he does when Hopkins is back. Right. When Hopkins comes back, you like how make, did defenses— You have to make choices back there if you're a defense. And then if the tight ends continue to be more involved— like the chit, like the, the sad part is like this offense has a chance to be dynamic and you almost, there might come a point where like, how the hell did they go four games without scoring any points in the first quarter? Like, you know, how did they go? How did they struggle so much? Because people will give you a two word answer to that question. God, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. That's what the, uh, that's you got to learn how to play without him. I know. I I've you got to learn how to play without cry acquire on that one. I you, you do. You do. But that'll be the answer to your question if the Cardinals are fortunate enough to get to that point. It'll be DeAndre Hopkins. Hollywood Browns targets may come down, but I think his effectiveness may increase when DeAndre comes back. Yeah, he was he was inc- I mean, the, the the defensive pass interference that he That was drew. a big play. There were there that was were, a huge play in I know the game. That everyone's looking at the touchdown. Man, there were two or three catches in that game where he was just Special yesterday. Absolutely special. And yeah, the DPI was huge. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. A lot of stories around the NFL today. We'll recap week four. Look ahead to that big Monday night game tonight in the division. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Wraps up tonight with a Monday night game that I imagine a lot of Cardinal fans are going to be checking out tonight. Mm -hmm. Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you root for? You know, it's always my big question. Oh, that's easy. Rams? Niners. Niners. Oh, man, I don't know. You've already lost to the Rams. Yeah, I still think. You've already lost to the Rams. They're probably better than you. Give the 49ers another law. I'm, I, I disagree. Okay. I'm going to disagree. I, I don't think the Cardinals are good enough to win the division. I'm going to root for the Rams. Give the 49ers a loss and hope that Arizona okay. can end up ahead of San Francisco. That's, you know, that's a, that's a compelling. I guess I was thinking of it like a week ago. I thought, or a week and a half ago, I thought that the Niners were the team to beat in the NFC West yeah. when they got Jimmy Garoppolo after watching they that lost. rock fight against Denver last weekend. Now I'm con- now I'm thinking maybe the Rams are still the favorite in the NFC West, and I'd like to see them get knocked down. So you're basically taking the point of view: concede the West to the Rams. Yeah, let the I mean they're, the Rams they're, are going to win it. They're, they're going to win it. Let them win it and knock down everybody else in the division, so you can get one of those. Knock down the spots. 49ers. Okay. You've already okay. lost to the Rams. Right, yeah. you've already lost to them, so you haven't played San Francisco yet. So your chances, you know, you lose one more to the Rams, and you lost any tiebreaker against them. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I think it's better for the Cardinals if the Rams win. Why is it 
harder for me to root for the Rams than it is the Niners. Because it's L.A.? I is mean, anything I, with L.A., like, you hate, I, you're I just, just prone to hate it. Yeah. I don't like rooting for the Rams. I don't want to. So who likes the, rooting for anybody? But I, anything I, that comes out of L.A. But I shouldn't want to root for the Niners either. I, I shouldn't. It should be just as difficult for me to root for the Niners as it is for the Rams. And it's not. Like, I, like I'm having a harder time saying, yeah, root for the Rams tonight. Ugh, I hate the Rams. I just think I, I just play the odds. Like, what's better for the Cardinals? And I think to me, and it, you know, and it could be a poll question, you know, it would have been a good poll question earlier, but what's better for the Cardinals? A Rams win or a 49ers win? I kind of think like that. When I watch all of these games, what was be- I was watching the London game yesterday. What was better? A Minnesota win or a New Orleans win? Like, I, you know, I just, because I think the NFC is crap. And I think that the Cardinals, if they could get to eight or nine wins, could make the damn playoffs. Yeah, it's just sometimes with these teams, it's you can't factor your emotions out of it, right? There's just certain teams. Like if you come into work tomorrow and you tell me it's in my best interest to root for the Dallas Cowboys, I don't care. You know, like it's a, it's very difficult for me to root for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like I understand there are moments where I might have to, so the Cardinals can get in the playoffs. But there are certain mm. teams. Okay, let me let me bring that, one up. Okay. You're ASU, and you need Arizona to win a game to help you get into a better position. For a lot of ASU fans, that's nearly impossible. Could, could you root for the Wildcats to help you if you're ASU? Hey, win this game and... Beat Utah, and now you can fit. Yeah, of course. We I can mean, win the Pac-12 yeah, South if Arizona and, and wins. You, you do it. You grit your teeth, and you kind of go, okay, I guess I'll I guess I'll root for you. If I, but it, you, there are certain teams where it's harder to say, I know it's in my best interest to want them to win. And the Rams, oddly, are one of them, and the 49ers aren't, or at least not as much as they are with the Rams. Um, that's tonight. We'll update on you you on that game. It starts like at uh, 515. We'll let you know what's going on with that one. Any particular games around the NFL that stood out to you yesterday? In uh, well, You want to talk about the Eagles for a few minutes? Well, we Should we talk, talk about we, them? We could talk about the Eagles. One of the things that stood out to me is just the, the massive amount of quarterback changes that we are about to have in the NFL. You saw it in Pittsburgh yesterday, right? You saw small it in Pittsburgh. Pickett. Trubisky, yes, small, small hands. Small hands picket. Couldn't hold on to the football Go with get it, small hands. <laughs> yeah, that's... That stood out to me. Trevor Lawrence lost four fumbles. He lost four fumbles in that game. Five He's the first player this game. century to lose four fumbles in a game. The yeah. first player. Cooper Rush, first player in Cowboys history to win each of his first four starts. So that stood out. How can you not talk about Geno Smith and what he's doing? Because he's completed 77.3% of his passes this season. It's the highest completion percentage by any quarterback through a team's first four games of a season ever. Ever nobody's done what Geno Smith has done. That's crazy. The top graded quarterback in the NFL so far this season by Pro Football Focus, Geno Smith. That's, that's insane. Geno Smith. Right. Next up, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, if you're curious, Russell Wilson is 24th in Pro Football. That's Pro Football Focus. Take it for what it's worth. But hey, Geno is some, having watched, an incredible year. I watched some of that game. Russell Wilson does not look right with Denver. No. He does not look right. I didn't watch any of that game, but uh, I watched all of the San Francisco game last week, and I saw some of the highlights. Russell Wilson does not look right in that game at all. The Eagles, the next opponent, will, I'm sure, spend a lot more time on them tomorrow. They beat the Jags 29-21. They come back from down 14-0. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence and how bad he struggled. That Eagles defense, 16 sacks already on the season, 10 takeaways already on the season. You know what, two of them? Hassan Reddick kicked mm. some butt yesterday. Yeah. He had a big game. He had a big game. They ran the ball well with this uh, Miles Sanders. He was terrific. 134 yards. Yeah. 
Yeah, and F and the Eagles are four and zero. When you look at the NFC East, Eagles are four and zero. Cowboys are three and one. Giants are three and one. Like you know, we we you know, I didn't think the NFC was. I still don't think the NFC East is any good. Yeah. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks outside of what's going on in Philly. I mean, the Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, I mean, do we really believe it in Cooper Rush? I'm not. You know what? I don't. To answer your question quickly, I don't believe in the Giants at all. I do believe in that Dallas defense. The Dallas defense has, has balled out so far this year. I don't know how good they actually are. I know Cooper Rush isn't that good, but I think that Dallas defense is very good. Got some Diamondbacks. Baseball coming up. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72sold.com and by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger. For a limited time, only at Sonic. A 441st pitch coming up on ESPN 620. The final series of the season Here we begins go. today. Diamondbacks in Milwaukee taking on the Brewers and your pitch. Pitching matchup is brought to you by Native Interiors. Your floors, your way. Text the word "floors" to six twenty six twenty for more info. Brandon Woodruff gets the start for the Brew Crew, thirteen and four with a three point oh five ERA. Tommy Henry making his final start of the year for the Diamondbacks. The lefty is three and four with a five nine eight ERA. Slim playoff hopes alive for the Brew Crew. Slim. They are they are not eliminated yet. They are still in this thing, so they are in a must win scenario. So they give the ball to their best pitcher. Yep. Absolutely, and with that in mind, your MLB standings are driven by trucks only, the Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. It's really the only race left in baseball, and that is the race for the final wildcard spot in the National League. The Philadelphia Phillies kind of righted the ship over the last few days. They have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Their magic number to clinch that spot is two, a combination of two Brewers' losses and Philly wins, and they get it. So for the Brewers, this really is their backs are up against the wall. Yeah, I'd love to see the Brewers get in, but they they, they have had such a problem with their bullpen. Ever since they made that trade, their bullpen has been a disaster. They, kind of like the Diamondbacks, they've had so many chances to win games, but they can't close games out. Yeah. On the farm, brought to you by Redbird Farms. You can't put a price on great taste. The minor league season for the Diamondbacks affiliates ended yesterday. The Reno Aces, a 5-4 lead in the AAA National Championship game. Oh, the bullpen blew it? And their bullpen blew it. They lost to Durham 10-6. It's an organizational thing. Par for the course. That's for organizational advocacy. Yes, Josh Burns, thanks you yes. for reminding everyone of that. Let's get you a key to tonight's game. Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master. D-backs keys to the game. Presented by Mist America. Home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. Yeah, we're seeing a really hot Josh Rojas right now. He's hitting 348 since the 25th of September. He had a three-hit game last night. A couple doubles, a couple RBIs. And the D-backs stole four more bases yesterday. They've got over 100 stolen bases this year. Keep the pressure on the base pass and let Josh Rojas continue to swing a hot bat. Diamondbacks baseball on ESPN 620 coming up in about 40 minutes. When we come back, it was one bumpy ride, but the finish to the ride was awfully smooth. Cardinals beat the Panthers. We'll recap it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. You've been listening to D-backs on deck. 
brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72Sold.com and by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger for a limited time only at Sonic.